Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, a bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 229 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. On this episode, I get back to working through some of the mostly new music that I've been listening to over the past few months. Got some ragged rock songs, solo guitar explorations, oddball pop tunes, group improvisations, and other unclassifiable sounds to play for you on this episode. I'm going to get things started with a track off of the new full length from The retail sims from out of montreal this time spelled with three e's on that the rather than the with an a as on their last album if you can follow those details yes the retail simps like to change things up and have a pretty playful sense of humor but they also deliver a really infectious brand of scuzzy garage rock and amped up r&b thought their album called Reverberant Scratch, Nine Shots in the Dark from last year had some really standout songs on it, but I think this new one, Live on Cool Street, that also comes out on Total Punk, it's probably a stronger album as a whole. So from that album, here's the opening song called Wrong Direction.
Behind me, you're hearing the sounds of Skull Mask, who 
It's a duo of Miguel Perez on guitar and Gosha Hanu on the wheel lyre. This comes from a release called Ika that brings together two live recordings of the duo. This one being a performance captured at Cafe Otto on August 10th of 2022. They were apparently opening some shows for the transcontinental psych rock unit Starea Derivnia, who Gosha is also a member of and who I played on the show over the past few years. A really terrific group. As Skullmask, though, these two go off on some pretty epic and hypnotic psychedelic excursions of their own for a live release. Uh, music and sound quality is uh, pretty dialed in on this one. This one's available on a limited run cassette from the Rosh Records label from out of Israel. Before this, you heard from another artist that knows how to create a variety of uniquely hypnotic sounds from his guitar. In this case, his electric guitar. You heard the latest release from Ernesto Diaz Infante called Bats in the Lavender Sky and the track Ode to Terry, which I'm assuming based on the repetition and droning quality of that track, it must be a nod to the influential minimalist composer Terry Riley. Another strong effort from Diaz Infante. Really appreciate how every track is this precise exploration and sound and tone and repetition. It's quite the minimalist composer in his own right. In front of that I played something from a band, an album that I feel like I was a little late to the party with, which I feel like is pretty common for me with some of the more indie rock-oriented music out there, but I'm referring to Sweeping Promises and their release, Hunger for a Way Out. Only recently checked them out after seeing that they were playing with two of my favorite Minneapolis bands, Florina and Green Blue, just a few weeks back, and their brand new album sort of piqued my interest, but it was Really, this first album from 2020 that captured my attention just a bit more. The sound reminds me of that early 80s period when post-punk gave way to new wave before it became a little bit too glossy. And I, I guess I mean by that kind of raw, rhythmically propulsive, plenty of melodic hooks and just terrific vocals on this one pretty understandable how this one garnered some buzz and and uh, I guess Sub Pop is now backing them with overseas distribution. Again, all these things I'm just learning about, including some of the other various bands that the members of Sweeping Promises have been involved in. You hear the song called Cross Me Out from that album. For that, we went back to the late 80s. The track called Scissors off of World of Pooh's 1989 full length, The Land of Thirst. World of Pooh were a rather short-lived group from the Bay Area, but I'd put this one right up there with some of the best indie rock albums of that era, just filled with ragged, jangly gems. 
You heard Barbara Manning on vocals on that track, and she, of course, went on to release several excellent solo albums and has been active in the whole Butte County Free Music Society and the much more bizarre Glands of External Secretion, who have played on the podcast from the years. You heard some newer, by that I mean brand new, <laughs> ragged indie rock goodness from the trio Sloppy Heads, who I'd compare to a bit like uh, World of Pooh, and perhaps the more obvious reference point would be Yola Tango, since James McNew of Yola Tango actually plays on all the tracks in this album. Sloppy Heads band membership also includes Jimmy Jump Jump, an alias of Jesse Jarno, who some may be familiar with through his WFME radio show, The Fro Show, or his good old Grateful Dead cast, or his books like Heads or Big Day Coming, the book on Yola Tango and the Rise of Indie Rock. On this new album called Sometimes Just One Second, they do this really nice blasted cover of the Grateful Dead's new Speedway Boogie that's worth the, worth the uh, price of admission alone. But I played the track that was called Shannon's Song from that one. Before that, you heard new music from Chris Durham, or here credited to Christopher Allen Durham and the Peacetime Consumers, and his latest release on Soft Abuse, who have put out other projects of Durham's like Church Shuttle and The Bibs, but this is first under his given name with uh, this lineup. I love that album from The Bibs, and hope that there would be more from them someday but honestly this new one called kicks or macabre is just as satisfying if not more actually Durham's songwriting and musical and production skills have certainly advanced considerably and don't don't get me wrong it's so plenty hazy and loose but you know in all the right ways I played the song shoot through me from that album And again, at the very top, you heard THE Retail Simps with Wrong Direction from their new album, Live on Cool Street. I'm going to start the next block of music off with a track from the first collaborative album from the trio of Steve Gunn, John Truszynski, and Bill Nace, and their new album on three-lobed recordings called Glass Band. Been a fan of those Gunn and Truszynski dual albums and of course a fan of what Bill Nace has been doing solo and in all his various collaborations like Body Head so I was really curious what this one would all sound like and I think I was going into it thinking it would be more of this blown out improv guitar album but the album is remarkably varied and nuanced as a whole with tracks that I'd say are psychedelic, meditative sounding in places an album that I've been returning to quite often over the past month. So again, from the album Glass Band by Steve Gunn, John Trzynski, and Bill Nace, it's a track called Tape.
I'm going to step in here. Behind me you're hearing the somber, highly textural sounds of Rom. Just the duo of Liz Harris, perhaps best known for her work as Grouper, and Jeffrey Cantu Ledesma. Some of these recordings date back to 2016 when they were doing a residency together in Marfa, Texas, and working with the filmmaker Paul Clipson, who sadly unexpectedly passed away in 2018. And this album called Daughter, however, didn't come out until last year on Harris's own Yellow Electric label. So it sounds like the two artists just needed time to process the events that surrounded these recordings that were made in that desert environment and grieve the loss of their friend and close collaborator. But this album is just a, a beautiful tribute to, or I guess, requiem for Clipson. Nice grainy, abstract quality to the sounds that this one has. Kind of a melancholic beauty to it that feels similar to Clipson's film work, um, if you're familiar. If not, check it out. Uh, the the uh, There was a release that he and Cantu Ledesma did together, and the film work on that is just uh, incredible. But you heard the, the track, the first track was called Revolving Door that spilled into the title cut here behind me. Before this, you heard a track called East... Oh, excuse me, before this you heard, uh, I guess, another release that uh, was recorded in a desert environment. Uh, it's a split release between Windtide and the trio... KSR, who are Ben Kowalski, Abigail Smith, and Justin Rohde. Their side was recorded in their home base of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and uh, it's a nice atmospheric, free-flowing quality to their style of improvisational interplay. Played the opening track from this cassette, which is just the duration, six 28 of the piece. This one came out on Rhodey's own physical imprint. In fr front of that, which I almost jumped the gun on, <laughs> we played the track called East of Canaan off of Liam Grant's debut full-length, Amaskeeg. That was co-released by Carbon Records and Feeding Tube Records. When I did that feature on Carbon Records back on episode number 224, Joe Tunis brought up this release and he mentioned something along the lines of Grant being a young guitarist that carried on the spirit of Jack Rose. And I'll confirm that's a pretty spot-on comparison for what Liam Grant is up to on this album. In fact, Jack Rose's old collaborator in the group Pelt... Mike Gangloff not only recorded some of the tracks on this album, but he also accompanies Grant on a few tracks too. So if you like anything in that American primitive vein, this is an album that has a lot to offer for you. Check that one out. I played something from another guitar album, a solo guitar album before that. 
You heard the first available track from Emily Robb's forthcoming album on Petty Buncall called If I Am Misery, Then Give Me Affection. Obviously a much different type of guitar album than Leon Grant's. In fact, it sounds a bit different from Robb's first solo album, that one called How to Moonwalk from a few years ago. Still riffing on that electric guitar. While the music's still raw, the tone seems to be a bit less blasted than that first one, a little cleaner, to my ears at least. I was going to wait to play that track called Solo in A on an upcoming episode since the album doesn't come out for a few more weeks, but I thought it was appropriate uh, to follow up that Gun Trusinski Nace track that kicked off that set, given some of the Philadelphia connections. Bill Nace actually wrote an enticing little promo blurb for Emily Robb's new one, so there you go. And again, yes, Gun Trusinski Nace kicking things off with their wonderful new record called Glass Band. And you heard a piece called Tape from that one. I'm going to start off this next set by playing new music from another duo called Lofting from out of Chicago. It's a new project of Libby Raymer and Ben Billington who have played in other bands before, one called Sunrises, another one called Partner. I think some ties to the uh, Plastic Crime Wave group as well. This new cassette release comes out on Crash Symbols. It's called All That Leaves. It has a nice minimal, dreamy, electronic pop sound to it. Reminds me a bit of the band Broadcast in places, which I'm totally on board with. So, uh, But uh, this here is the title track again. It's called All That Leaves, again from Lofting.
take the words for silver, old, and not heredity. Take these words and consume them, have them be.
Behind me you're hearing the latest sound work from Meadow Argus, solo project of Tynan Krakow, who used to run the DNT Records imprint back in the mid-2000s and a bit beyond that when I was starting up this podcast. He was putting out some really interesting stuff by artists that certainly had an influence on me in those early years. He's been self-releasing these Meadow Argus tapes with a bit more frequency over the past few years, and I've really enjoyed all that I've heard from him. Really interesting drony tape collage, tape manipulations, or tape loops, what have you. And you're hearing an excerpt here again from his latest is called For the Birds. Before this, you heard newer solo sounds from Lumia Nunez, from a tape of hers called Tyrian Tapestry, out on Flat Plastic Home Media, label run by Tim Gick, who you may be familiar with through his work in Crazy Doberman, Gateway, and going back a bit with TV Ghost. Nunez actually has another collaborative release with Gick on that label. came out last year. But that track that I played is called I Will Look At You Through the Veils. It's a nice slow burn, almost wolf eyes feel to it that I like. From that you heard a track off of a new collection of rare and unreleased recordings from Rick Potts of the Los Angeles Free Music Society release called Don't Think. The Irish label Crim Cram put this one out a few months ago and with 37 tracks spread across two CDs you get quite a range of what Rick Potts has been up to for several decades. Man, I believe going fifth, probably his fifth decade now of sound making. And for his weird and outer realm that the Los Angeles Free Music Society could get quite a bit of this collection I would just say is good fun good goofy songs however strange they may get in places play the song called Funny Letter you heard another song dealing with letters in front of that it's a song called Letter 3 a collection of words from the soundtrack The Garden of a Former House Turned Museum that was written and composed by Chloe Loom and Yannick Dizranlau, formerly of the noise rock band AIDS Wolf. The soundtrack features a quote, a sung correspondence between an anonymous contemporary interlocutor and the Brazilian author Clarice Lispector, an important 20th century literary figure. End quote. <laughs> and honestly, and it's an album as a whole that's maybe a bit too show tunish and borderline operatic for my taste, but I thought that particular track uh, it has a nice, interesting, maniacal energy to the playing and singing on it that I could uh, that I could handle. Before that, you heard a burst of adventurous electronic pop song craft off of the latest album from Wobbly, aka John Lydecker bit of a surprise as this is typically not 
type of music making that he's known for. He's probably best known for his experimental electronic output and sample-based production as a member of Negative Land and obviously much more than that. But I have found this new one on Hasu Mountain called Additional Kids to be pretty rewarding listen. Equal parts sophisticated and quirky, maybe the dash of the residence informed oddball pop thrown in. Just a fun, enjoyable record. I put a track called Absolutely with uh, Zeroth is the collaborator on that one. From that, I played an older track from the from the early '80s from Phil Philip Sanderson of the post-industrial group the Stormbugs, or really, it was under his fictitious duo alias Claire Thomas and Susan Vesey. Trucks called Bright Waves, and it didn't actually appear on the only release credited to that duo. That came out originally on Sanderson's Snatch Tapes back in 1980, but it was on the expanded CD reissue that came out in 2003. But it's also included on this release. Uh, it's called On One of These Bends, that is a collection of Sanderson's unreleased and soundtrack work that came out in 2019 on Seance Center. Really cool voice and tape piece kind of ahead of its time thinking this is sort of what uh, Ian William Craig was up to with some of his work then yeah, we kick things off that set with a piece from Lofting and their new album our new tape release rather called All That Leaves due out here soon on Crash Cymbals I'm going to wrap up the show with one more track, a live recording from Maw, M-A-W, that is the trio of Frank Meadows on upright bass, Jessica Ackerley on electric guitar, and Eli Wallace on prepared piano and synth. Really inventive and talented group of improvisers. And that's going to bring things to an end for this installment of the show. If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for this episode, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links that will bring you to each of the releases played and where you can purchase either physical or digital copies. And as always, I encourage you to support the artists and labels as much as you can. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Be back again in a couple of weeks with another new episode. Till then, thanks so much for listening. And here again is Ma in the piece Opus 40A.
Oh, <laughs> 